Welcome back Welcome to the everyone. Love Change Podcast. Today we have a topic that Kay loves a lot. It's called Me, My Perfectionism and I, or Me, Myself and My Perfectionism. Who's trying to be perfect here? I don't know. Um, maybe you know people who are perfectionists, and uh, maybe you are one of those people who is a perfectionist, and you know the benefits of it, and you definitely know the downside the downside of perfectionism we're going to be sharing today how much perfectionists we are how we deal with it what it does to us and uh, maybe you can learn a thing or two about what is healthy level of improvements and what is almost paralyzing self-judgment yeah or as I call it, uh, almost destructive. Mm. I think that's also important, right? Drop the intro, K. Okay. Love Change Podcast. We do this because we love change, as the name is saying it. Uh, we stream almost every week. We skipped the beat last week, Tuesday, because... Uh, holidays. Holidays. We had some holidays. Um, other than that, what we do is really authentic and real. We really don't uh, try to make it look perfect. And beautiful, but we rather share the non-perfect moments and the learning curves along the way. That's what we stand for. Um, you can find us everywhere. You would usually listen to your podcast. And if you prefer with video, it's either YouTube or Instagram. And subscribe, like, share with others because we do that. Because we want to reach more people with the message we are sharing here. So let's, let's uh, kick it off. You're like ready? clapping today. Lot, right? <laughs> I'm clapping today. I'm in the clap camp today. Clap camp. Yeah. So how 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 on the scale of one to ten, one zero perfectionism, ten the ultimate perfectionist. Where would you score yourself? I would put myself, um, I guess somewhere around oh. an eight. Mm. <laughs> and what's the difference between an eight and a seven? Yeah, I was thinking about the seven, but I was like, no, I think I'm still closer to the eight. And what's, what makes you not being a nine? I think I was a 9.8 uh, in the past. A 9.8 yeah, on the perfectionism so like, scale. Yeah, so like eight is pretty healthy for where I am. That's what I would call oh, it. I would be happy if you were eight. Right yeah, now. I'm like eight is pretty cool. Eight is really, eight is good. I would love to be a seven at some point. That's how I would range it. That's why I'm at. How wow. about you? How do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel my judgment is accurate? And how do you feel about yourself? Ah, I think you definitely deserve a high number there. Mm -hmm. And okay. you gave yourself an eight, which is pretty fair. I think, uh, yeah, I think you're, you're able to let loose certain things. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're like in a nine or a 10 in the perfectionist camp, then everything has a certain way. Yes, right. Or everything goes to hell. And you yeah. still have your high level of perfectionism in certain aspects, like the laundry or... <laughs> That's like the, the best example. The perfect laundry. First you put the clothes, then you dry it, then you run an empty run. Then you take good care of your stuff. That's the level of perfectionism. <laughs> okay. It's true. Okay. That's but enough example. about you. I myself would rate myself pretty low on the perfectionism scale. I agree. Um, Where are you at? Yeah, I think I'm around the 
two or three. Oh wow, I would give you four. <laughs> oh, still some. Yeah, still some. Still yeah, some. I think my aim is to be around the four and a five. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot I, of learning opportunity both ways then. Definitely, <laughs> I think. Was I? I never was a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. I do like. I, I enjoy learning and I enjoy growing, and. I don't care per se about details as much as some perfectionists do. And uh, <laughs> also, I don't see myself struggle with the it's not perfect, so I can't share it yet mm -hmm. uh, thing that I see a lot of perfectionists deal with. Yeah, that's something I would look for at. Me, for me, flow is important. If I'm writing something or if I'm telling something, I just I just need to be able to captivate attention and keep it there and entertain it and and, and like tell a story. Mm -hmm. I don't believe there is something there as a perfect story. The same story you can tell and people fall asleep. The same mm -hmm. story you can yeah. tell That's and people beautiful. are like still thinking about it the next day. So mm -hmm. for me that has to do with being in sync and, and, and in touch mm. with everything Flow around is a good word for Yeah, that. but also in touch with everything around it. I feel like perfectionism is so much inside your head. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, like the things that I was nitpicking or pixel fucking, people don't even pay attention mm -hmm. to. You know, that thing that you spent three hours on because you thought it wasn't outlined correctly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. slid by it in like 30 seconds it's also in some sense if you like super focus on perfectionism mm. you don't allow like the moment to catch you mm. if you I don't know if you're on stage and you're talking about something and you see the audience shifting in a certain direction if you're sticking to your perfect mm. speech you're just gonna ignore that and you'll be like I'm gonna stick to my perfect speech but mm. if you're in the flow and in the moment you might pick up that energy or something that happens funny in the audience, you might pick where, it up. Where did you get your perfectionism? Where did I get my perfectionism? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I think I kind of like really... The 9.8 is a pretty big one to get. It is a pretty big one to get. Um, Oof. Makes me tired thinking about it. <laughs> I think I always had it, to be honest. If I think about it, like... Also, when you draw the line between perfectionism and OCD, you know? So I think I had a certain think, high level of OCD <laughs> from day one. I think that's true. So that kind of like Are triggers. You yeah, yeah. That also triggers you perfectionism. You got raised with OCD probably. Yeah, I think that's so. something you learn. And then perfectionism, like, I like simplicity, first of all, and things in order. So that also triggers a certain perfectionism because then you're like, I want to have my things neat and in place, etc., etc. So I would say it's like a cocktail of OCD, perfectionism. Now how do you make the separation between OCD and separate perfectionism? Yeah, honestly, I think it's really difficult to draw a line between those two. Okay. It's like so to to be kind of scoring obsessed. above a five in perfectionism, you need to have some OCD. I think so. You, you kind of have to have an obsession. All you perfectionists out there, you know right now, <laughs> K is calling you... OCD. Obsessive compulsive disorder. 
all of y'all have Sorry, disorders. <laughs> Please throw your complaints at me. It's okay. No, I think you need a certain level of like. It's a way of bonding with people. You have this disorder. <laughs> me too. I'm so me OCD too. right now. <laughs> I think it has a certain level of obsession. I'm not making it better. I know, but to like. I think it's honest. I think it's true. You know, I like think, I think if like, you push super hard. I like this interview of I think Snoop Dogg. Mm -hmm. He was talking about producing music with Dr. Dre mm -hmm. and Pharrell from uh, NARD. Mm -hmm. And Snoop, blazing his fat joint as always, was like, yeah, with Dre, he would lock you up in the studio mm -hmm. until every tune was timed perfect, uh, like mixed perfect, mastered perfect. Everything needed to be perfect. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You can focus on each element yeah and be like is this element perfect yes or no yeah and he said with nard if it just feels right it's yeah. done okay maybe it's not perfect but it's done if you take it apart probably the elements are not perfect but it no no it, even like it's done it's not perfect and dr dre it's not done until it's perfect mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. so it's two people drawing the it's finished line somewhere completely else mm -hmm. So if a, if a tune is making you happy, if a tune is making you dance, you're like, hey, this could be a hit. NARD is like, yeah, mix it, master it, we're finished. It's good. Well done. Move on. And Dre is like, no, no this way. needs to be like the like perfect track. And I think music is a weird comparison, but in some ways the elements to it, mm -hmm. if you think of what you're doing in your daily life, it's zooming in on the imperfections. Yeah. What makes a perfectionist go crazy, right? Mm -hmm. If you would be blind to the imperfections, then you would be happy. Absolutely. Very enjoyable life. Mm. Like, for example, now I'm looking at my camera. I'm like, my camera is dirty. It's super cloudy. Yours is cleaner today. Like, <laughs> It's a once-in-a-lifetime uh, occurrence <laughs> that my camera is cleaner than K's. Usually my phone... <laughs> comes out of a jar of <laughs> filth and fat and oil and, and greasy fingers. fingers and i don't yeah, know you, you always clean your phone you clean your screen <laughs> yeah all the imperfections are available to you you see them at all times mm -hmm. so if you're Every day. like i remember when you moved in the desk if it would be a little bit cluttered it would be a, be a big issue it's just like it like makes me crazy in my mind yeah. I but, really, but I also have like this systematic mind. I think it's also different brain wiring of like if I have a clean desk, like, I'm really clear in my head. People with like crazy packed desks. I'm like, how can you work here? Like that would already because stress me so much. Because they are in their tunnel. They are not Probably. busy. They are not busy with the desk. They're busy yeah, with maybe. their work. Their yeah. desk is just a platform on which all their thoughts are stacked upon and what they're working on is there. Yeah. Probably. They don't need to get peace or clarity from yeah. looking at their desk. They have it but internally. That's also a presentation, exactly. a representation of how much I am exposed to daily in dealing with non-perfectionism. And I take it every day. Yeah, you do. Being with you, yeah, living you with you. I do not live a perfect life. No, nothing, not nothing about my life is perfect and I love it. I have. Uh, I think the biggest example I can make of me not being a perfectionist is the car like like the car is a fucking amazing car it's a model x it looks sexy as hell it got rammed while it was parked got damaged raped, man. 
really broke my heart. Went, did the repairs, dropped seven grand. Had it fixed, was nice and shiny again. Then it got scratched again. I just left it and it got scratched again. And like the left backlight is scratched. It's like broken. broken. <laughs> it looks upsetting. Everybody who sees it is like, oh, that's a shame. And I believe that's a level of perfectionism uh, in some sense to be like, it's bad if there's a scratch on it, you know? Yeah, which I get, which I get on a really nice car. It's upsetting to have a scratch on it. But for me to give myself that low score in perfectionism is because also that I'm like, yo, it's just stuff. Mm. Like I find maybe that's what OCD is, is that people are sweating the small stuff. You know, that's what I call OCD. If you're always able to sweat the small stuff. Yeah. Why is this plate dirty? And then it upsets you. You know, why aren't the forks... Uh, uh, lined up yeah lined up or why is your desktop such a mess mm. i get it a messy desktop it's confusing but how often are you like taking yeah, a walk on your desktop life worse, no. no but also like you say it drives you crazy yeah what about it drives you crazy yeah, you know, like I would have a flex desk, for example, in the past. So like you always arrive at the same type of desk where like everything is clean because you just have your folder. So that's a different thing. But sometimes if people like didn't have that, then you come to people's desk and there's like literally the space where your keyboard is, is free and everything around is just piles of like paper stuff, whatever. And it's just like. You've never used it. You don't even know what it is. I agree with that. Just like but that's, 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 there is a level that is space. also just being messy. I also sometimes have a messy desk. Yeah, okay. It's also a level of messiness. Like there is, now, there yeah. is messiness. Yeah. And there is, this is somewhere I'm working. Yeah. You know? Like the cup should be here. <laughs> no, it's better if it's here. When I'm working like this, like this, I find like perfectionism. Or I cannot start until this is that. Yeah. You know, so much preconditions. Yeah. The preconditions are something that are really like slowing you down and really like. I think that those you. are also the ones that are most related to being obsessive about something. Yeah, things. exactly. Cannot, I cannot. I think another one is I cannot start my day without a cup of coffee. Yeah. Just a phrase like that. It's just something you're telling yourself, which is not true. Yeah, but, but it stresses people. I know plenty of people. Oh my gosh, yeah. Who, who like cannot function yeah it annoys them it, it, i have sometimes that some things annoy me and very seldom me and then when i catch myself in those moments then i'm usually thinking like am i just maybe i'm just hungry or maybe i'm just angry <laughs> yeah why is this the, the the bike wheels in the garden your yeah. bike wheels yeah i pass by them four out of five times i don't even notice them and one out of five times, I'm like, God, these fucking wheels. And th those times, I'm usually like, fuck difference does it make? I'm not sitting in this garden 23 hours on per day. Those, on that spot where the wheels Looking are. at it, they're not on my neck, you know? Like, <laughs> no, But that's the not. thing. Like, if you're a perfectionism, if something is not what you consider perfect, it sits on your neck. Yeah, absolutely. It, like, it nudges you all the time. But it also not just me like I mean for example the kitchen is kinda like I really I really like systems. You might call it OCD, you might call it whatever, mm -hmm. but I really like things in place. 
So mm-hmm. like you can blindfold me and I would find those things. I really like that. That like keeps a certain free space in my brain to not be like, where is this one spoon that I need to cook a meal? Where is this pan? Like that kind of stuff. So I really like those things in place. It gives me a certain peace of mind when those things hey, when are you in have, place. Like I think the spoon and the pan are a bad example, but when you have five types of flour, you have a flour section. I get that. It's normal. Yeah. Yeah. I think that those those are simple things. Yeah. I also have systems. Everybody has systems. Yeah. I think nobody, even the one kitchen that you're like, well, a bomb exploded here, has a system. You know, that person knows maybe what they're looking for, where they get it. And they don't care about if the surface is clean or tidy or neat or if the... I think another one, like, can you leave the dishes after dinner? No. Yeah. Can you <laughs> leave your bag unpacked after holiday? No. Yeah. Unless we come back really late. <laughs> your yeah. bag. And the question, why for, not? What, two and a half days. <laughs> yeah, that's super fast. I usually <laughs> open it up next week or something. <laughs> Reminiscing on the holiday. You don't yeah. get an emotional connection to that. So unpacking. Yeah. But what, what about those things makes you super uncomfortable and you say no? It's just like, it, it is annoying. Like, I don't need it anymore. I want to have like a clean situation. Like the bag after vacation is like, it, it doesn't serve any purpose anymore. So I want it to be gone. Tie on the to-do list. Yeah. Yeah, it's just things that like in that moment come on top of the to-do list to be like, get rid of it. Because uh, yeah, it has laundry, or it goes back to the closet, and then the back can be. Well, how in in what way well. has perfectionism hurt you most in your life? I think many times, like if I think back about, yeah, yeah, mostly um, managing collections, in whatever sense, um, and working together with so many people. If you start with a high level of perfectionism yourself, it's really hard because then all the other opinions are going to come after after it. So if you spend so much time to make something perfect mm. and then you get 15 other opinions and you got to change things, it kind of is really standing in your way. It doesn't mm. help. Like what I learned among all those years is to just like spit out the first draft and be like, it's as good as it can get. Opinions, please. Mm. No one, so someone it's difficult liking it. Collaborating. It makes it a bit more difficult. Yeah, it's true. Tiny it's bit true. more, and that's kind of annoying because only like also you gotta learn that only because you think it's perfect doesn't mean it's perfect for anyone. No, that's like the biggest have, thing about perfectionism. It's like it's in your head. Yeah, if you have and like ten markets like, that you work with and you think the sweater is absolutely perfect, uber perfect, and then the markets are like, no, no one is buying that at the moment. And by the way, my biggest account told me that they need this and that, and you're like, duh. So and you spent a long ass time exactly. making that thing perfect. Exactly. So I think that's also a thing that mm. I learned also for myself now that, yeah, sometimes, I don't know, if I record my videos about my product, yeah, I could make it more perfect. I could like record it again and again and get rid of those eh, mm, ah. Yeah. But uh, 
is someone bothered please raise your hand other than that i just need to move on like it's go as good as it can get i think this level do you think that plays a part in perfectionism that if somebody's bothered by it not being perfect whatever it is not just the video no but i think yeah i just i don't care about it anymore no oh, but before opinion. before when you were so high on the perfectionism scale well my perfectionism scale was already so high so i would not no present. no but did it matter if like did what people think play a part in your perfectionism yeah i wanted to like show up with the best version and, and get, get that feedback like this is amazing zero changes whatever right. little changes you mm. know but that's it's not just, reality yeah the whole thing like this whole compromise idea of a compromise when you design a collection like it might sound like something bad but actually finding a compromise with so many different stakeholders is the most amazing thing so then why would you spend so much brain cells up front to make something that you think is perfect like you gotta stick to certain things you gotta be like okay this is the message of the collection this needs to stay there like don't touch that don't touch that blah 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 this is what we need other than that yeah take it apart put it together it's nice like it's still the same playground in some sense so i think that's something that in I your personal life evolved a lot um I think it would also just like um, honestly even like hold me back from enjoying life like sometimes I don't know in my best times of eating disorder and like super that was also a version of perfectionism it is, like absolutely. the perfect body is absolutely the skinny body yeah also working out a lot I sometimes would not go out with people because I was like no I haven't done my workout and I feel chopped so I'm not going to go out because then we're going to drink and have food. So that's not where I'm at. Like, yeah. I prefer to uh, go to bed hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Fucked up. Yeah. So that's, I think that's the biggest learnings. And wow. Yeah. I think that's pretty crazy to also admit mm -hmm. it to yourself. To realize that you, you yourself have been standing so much in your own way. Mm. Yeah, it's no one telling you, hey, yeah, you should skip dinner tonight, right? like seriously no or just yeah. keep on social activities exactly like people ask you they call you up and they're like hey let's go out for drinks you're like no i don't feel so great and actually you're like yeah i feel chub i haven't done my workout mm. that's pretty crazy um yeah i think that did you the... talk about it as much back then no not at all i think you can only talk about it when you're really ready to talk about it you know and what makes you ready to talk about um, perfectionism proce processing it mm. If you process it for yourself, understood it for yourself, mm -hmm. then I think you're ready to talk about it. Other than that, no. You also would mm -hmm. never admit how much time you spend on doing stuff, you know? You would just show the end result and you'd be like, yeah, ah. If someone would give you credit, be like, wow, that looks really amazing. You'd be like, ah, that so was easy. Or you would like yeah. not yeah, yeah, yeah. show. No, absolutely. So not even like taking the... Yeah. the credit for that i don't know that's really yeah crazy yeah but coming from the other side how is life uh with so uh low on a perfectionism scale amazing <laughs> see that's what i'm looking at nah, every day. i think <laughs> i think if i look back at the moments that i wish i had a bit more perfectionism mm -hmm. mostly has to do with school assignments i would say mm -hmm. i would do the bare minimum to get a good grade i was not invested in my 
I would say there is a level of pride. Pride, I think it ran out of battery. Huh. Um, there's a level of pride involved in perfectionism. Yep. That it's your name, your work, your whatever, and that needs to do to certain standard. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have that, so if I, I cannot look, have my name on it if it's a grade. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm going to get this grade. I'm going to get this diploma. Nobody's going to look at it in five years. <laughs> and that's just the truth. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that is part of the truth. Such if I look back, approach. if I look at my fellow students who really immersed themselves in the design, because it was a design study, so you could really dive deep into the designer mindset. Yeah, which I did barely minimally, and I was more busy as an entrepreneur and working. Mm-hmm. But in some sense, I lived a perfect life to my standards. So I was always hustling, doing things on the side, getting my grades or uh, whatever phase of my life. My definition of perfect was a very dynamic life. Mm -hmm. I I cannot imagine spending so much time on one thing. Mm -hmm. You know, how much do you need to get it going? And what's the worst case scenario if it flops? Can we live with these two scenarios? Okay. Let's Chaka, go. let's yeah. go. Yeah. But it didn't mean I was doing less, you know? Mm-hmm. So if I look at writing my book, I do have a level of perfectionism mm-hmm. present because I believe uh, for for the first time that this is something I take pride in. Mm-hmm. And but I don't, it's also so personal. Uh, it's not per se about taking it personal. I just, no, no, it's personal about you. The book is the personal, no, but telling. I want, like, besides telling my story, yeah, I want someone good tell my story. I want it to be told in a good way. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you could tell yeah. my story in five minutes or 500 words mm-hmm. or write a f- 300 book uh, wor- uh, page. page book about it. Yeah. But is it going to leave that impact? Is it going to reach people? So the goal of the writing for me personally it was like processing everything and just reflecting and learning mm-hmm. telling my story but another goal of it is really reaching people and impacting people mm-hmm. and that part of it requires a master storyteller mm-hmm. and for me i label it as a master storyteller not a perfect storyteller mm-hmm. you know i think there is no such thing as perfect yeah there are people that are very good at certain things for a certain period in time and then they lose their edge you know this concept of perfect is uh, such a bullshit concept mm. you know i love that yeah every time you take a breath you live it's perfect right yeah but we're not labeling those things that per- perfect it's just taken for granted yeah and then perfectionism I think is really a big construct of the mind and uh, our upbringing and mm. like also what we see, you know, what we see in social media. I think it's also like the OCD part of it is like this grasp for control. Yeah, you know, also. this, 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 this. You cannot. I'm on contr- top of my things. Yeah, I cannot. I don't feel on top of things, so I'm gonna exert <laughs> extra control over these bullshit things, like scrub yeah. this three times, wash that five times. I'm like, yeah, it's it's not my cup of tea. Plenty of people suffer from it. Yeah. Uh, plenty of people uh, 
excel with it in their career if you're like a user interface designer or whatever thing it needs to be perfect like you pick up your phone you know how it works you know how it goes because a bunch of people broke their heads over it mm -hmm. to make it perfect mm -hmm. you know and in that sense i do believe it is an optimization thing that you can do work-wise but the perfect girlfriend the perfect boyfriend the perfect relationship the perfect life the perfect house nah nah it's, it's so awesome. it's so it's so i i feel like it's just as much nonsense as christmas mm. you know it's a story <laughs> me people made up yeah. and it's also if you look at it like we all are so different and then like you know who is the judge for the perfection of it you are and it's yeah, your you internal are, but that's critic it's like it's someone else might not like it yeah so the perfection is only serving you yourself only mm, no yeah, one else yeah. unless i don't know you have friends that have the same houses and they all need to live up to a standard or something but other than that like mm. what is perfect for you might be completely imperfect for someone else yeah. what you think is beautiful might be super ugly for i someone think else. also this is why these movements of tiny houses and digital nomads and people just uh pushing off against the perfect life rhythm Mm. you're 20 you go to uni you're 30 yeah. you get a fat career you're 40 you got a fat house and a bunch of people feel the pressure of that perfectionism in life yeah so they push off against it and feel like they need to be shouting it off the rooftops how much fun they're having in their not normal lives <laughs> which is yeah. so obvious how much people are struggling with these things mm. and uh yeah, in that sense, I think it's good to realize that it's a pressure thing. Like, it's a comparison thing. Yeah. Perfectionism only exists in com in comparison yeah. to other things. Yeah. Yeah, you like I'm this age. If I look peop at people that have I have been going to school with, they have this, that, and that. Mm. I don't have any of those. Okay, now I feel miserable. I need yeah. to reach that, you know, but that's just like comparing within just your certain range. Looking for a little bit of more tragedy or feeling like better about yourself yeah. because how you do against others. Like, I don't know, I have a couple of days behind me and I'm like, yeah, I'm turning 40. <laughs> what have I achieved? Like I threw away, composted a huge career. Mm. And uh, now I'm running my own business and it's in the very beginning. It still needs a lot of time to like really mm. make me earn the money that I'm spending every month. And mm. I'm like, yeah, I could beat myself up about it. Be like, wow, great. You threw away the huge career that everyone was like envying you for. And now you do this. Is it really the right thing to do? So who am I comparing it with? But yeah and then you gotta find those points where you like actually i'm i'm happy with it I'm so that part of at. perfectionism also plays into the meta aspects of I your life i think so i really think so mm -hmm. you know especially when you hit those uh, cornerstones like the ages turning and stuff. 30 i think in that 40. sense i do have perfectionism in the meta stuff i have a lot of it yeah yeah why um that's why i always was on the high pace like I wanted mm -hmm. to retire before 30 because then you can become an investor by 40 and you can like, like from an entrepreneur perspective, yeah. you laugh at employees 
because you're like, hey, you guys are like promised security and like uh, a safety net. While when push comes to shove, first in, first Bye-bye. out, uh, last in, first out, yeah. whatever, you're out. You are yeah. not taken care of. Uh, believing in a thing like a pension, I don't believe in it. It's already like underwater and when we reach the age of pension i'm like nah, it's not gonna work so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be an entrepreneur decided that as an early age Mm -hmm. and i was like yeah to live a perfect life as an entrepreneur you need to have passive income you need to create all those things so you can become somebody who uh, earns money with his money yep yep and that took me to a different path than my people my age people i talk to because they are busy with making ends meet, finishing the month. In that sense, financially being independent, I had a high level of independence and, and perfectionism because I would be like, yeah, I need to get to that point yeah. that I can do this and that. And yeah. when I couldn't, I also felt bad about it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I get that. And uh, otherwise, I don't have it with age and relationships. I don't have it with age and family or kids. I do have it with how much of my life have I designed myself and how much of it have I taken a certain design that was presented to me. Mm-hmm. I think that's my perfectionism has to do a lot with more with how much of my life have I created myself instead of picked out of a catalog. Yeah. You know, I do like the blank sheet mm-hmm. creation of life because then what comes out is your version of perfect. Yeah. So within this house... I received it in a certain way and turned it into a certain way. And that's my version of this house being perfect. Mm -hmm. I can look at it sometimes through a lens and be like, hey, it's really scruffy. The wallpaper is coming off over here. Um, It's not a perfect house. But that's in comparison to all the neat minimalism, et cetera, Mm -hmm. houses. For me to consider it as a creative place where I live my life, I'm like, yeah, it's doing all the works. Yeah, absolutely. So... Was this a perfect episode? I think that was a very perfect episode with some really perfect insights. If you're feeling the pressures of perfectionism, um, enjoy it, first of all, because you're one of the lucky ones. <laughs> Observe it. Yeah, and uh, realize to yourself that it's okay to feel that way. Uh, a lot of time what helps is speaking it out, sharing it with other people. Because then they can tell you you're crazy and you shouldn't uh, just uh, do it the way you think it feels right. Yeah. And um, I guess your version of perfect is some different thing than somebody else's version of perfect. It's really just the one version. Yeah. Only you own. There's no one else that is going to be like, ah, that's also my version of perfect. It requires courage and boldness to stand behind your version of perfect. Yeah. You know, and that's maybe the reason why people become perfectionists is because they are afraid of standing behind their version of something. They're concerned with what people might say, people might think, yeah, and people might do uh, as a reaction to them showing up authentic. Um, we care about authenticity. We care about change. Actually, we love change. And we'd love to see you more often here. Mm. Please do like, click subscribe, share it with your friends, your family, your aunts, your aunts, aunties, uncles, uncles, cousins. Next time we speak, Kay will almost be 40. Uh, yeah, almost. So bring your gifts. <laughs> no, pre-gift is not. <laughs>
no, no, in two weeks I'd be ready for Okay, two, two episodes from now, yeah. a 40-year-old co-host will drop mad knowledge and wisdom on all of us. Take Let notes. me clap for that. Take notes. <laughs> Love change Bring out. Bring your notepad. <laughs> Love change out. Out, out.